All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right. And it's December 16th, 2019. I'm here recording a podcast, and it's going to be about the Doomsday Clock. Who invited Jeff Johns? <laughs> That's right. It's also, it's another day. I'm going to mention it a hundred times in a row. <laughs> That's going to be next Are we episode. already starting the salt? We're no, already no. being salty. We're, we're, we're not going to be salty already. I know. No. We have to lead up to it. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, we're here to talk about uh, the Doomsday Clock. We're here. Gonna, we're going to be reading Doomsday Clock this week, and then next week we're going to be talking about the... Well, we're going to read the first six issues this week of Doomsday Clock, and then next week we're going to finish the book. And again, we're going to be joined this week by uh, a buddy of ours, Josh, from our Let's Play channel. You, I thought you forgot my name there for a second. You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> I got to uh, introduce by, uh, my good oh, friend. Oh, shit, he's right here. Oh. Uh, we know him as uh, the good guy. Yeah. Well, I'll take it. So if you're just joining us, uh, every week we review one comic book story or arc, one complete, you know, it does it usually five or six issues, but sometimes longer. We'll review a whole book. Uh, and then after that, we also watch and kind of review a show or movie based on that same character or that team. Uh, so like before this, we did a bunch of uh, listener requests. We did like a Green Lantern episode where someone made us watch that Green Lantern movie. Oh yeah, great times. Um, yeah, so if you want to leave a request for something you want us to cover, like there are a lot of weeks like this where we'll kind of just cover something that's on TV right now or something that just came out. Uh, but there's a lot of weeks that we have open. So if you want to leave a request and you want to choose what we watch or what we what we read, uh, you can do that. You can leave a request at our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. You only have to join at the $5 level if you want to leave a request. Uh, or if you just want to join at the $1 level, we'll take, you know, we have, uh, if you just want to support us, we have a lot of different levels we're adding in there. It's brand new. We're just introducing it now. Um, but we have had a bunch of listener requests already. So if you want to leave your own, we have room for them coming up. Oh, yeah. We'll do anything. We'll do anything. I mean, anything. Even comics that you wrote. Yeah, hey, I and mean, and then shot uh some kind of movie or TV show about it. I mean, the second part seems unlikely. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, yeah, they could have shot it in like their garage with their creepy uncle. I, you're not going to make a lot of money <laughs> off adapting your <laughs> own work. I don't know if I want to see that video. <laughs> no, but if you do have your own comic book, by all means, share it with us. Yeah, I, I'll I'll read it <laughs> as long as it's not weird. As long as it's not whatever the hell you were talking about. <laughs> Not a creepy uncle comic book. And if you do want to find us online, we're at uh, on Twitter. We're at Agents of Podcast. You can follow us there. We'll always follow you back as well. Uh, we always tweet about uh, stuff. Where, if you want to find out what we're reading upcoming, if you want to read ahead, um, if you want to follow along with us, you can follow us there. And like I said, we will follow you back because we're, we're not above you. This, oh, yeah. this is a book cup. Book book cub. <laughs> oh, book cub. <laughs> Stay away from the book cubs, because then the book mother bear will come after you, oh, and yeah, then those, you're fucked. Those book bears are rough. They will rip you to shreds. They have <laughs> knives for hands. Oh, my God. Uh, but last week, we talked about the Watchmen book itself, those original 12 issues by Alan Moore, uh, while we talked about the first four episodes of the show. So definitely go watch the, or, or listen to that episode first before you listen to this one, at least if you're listening for the Watchmen HBO stuff. Hmm. Um, but this week, we're actually going to talk about the other HBO adaptation, uh, Doomsday Clock, which started way back in uh, 2017. The other HBO adaptation? Oh, sorry. The other <laughs> the other Watchmen News adaptation. To me. <laughs> no, HBO had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Their hands are clean of this. Yeah. <laughs> DC is not. Yeah. Um, but this came about like way back um, 
almost like when I started reading comics, because the thing about Doomsday Clock is it's the whole gimmick of it is it's the Watchmen coming to the DC universe. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole thing, and people are for everyone at first is like what? Like because when when did this start? Like two thousand two thousand seventeen. So this was a few years ago. Oh, gotcha. This was uh, because this was actually the um, part of the reason why I started pulling comics. I talked about this last week was because I saw that there was that cover of. Batman holding the the Watchman pin, and it was yep. like, whoa, what is this going to be all about? Yeah, was there like a ban on like nobody could do an adaptation of like uh, Watchmen, and then it was like lifted because I don't understand. It seems like it's all coming out like now after twenty seventeen, after a long time. Yeah, right. like nope. was Alan Moore like no, like <laughs> he had rights on it, like Disney has rights on like movies and stuff. No, there... there wasn't a ban on it. It was just, I guess frowned upon like everyone was just kind of like you shouldn't do that i'm pretty sure everyone was just terrified alan moore was gonna <laughs> yeah, curse right. them and their skin yeah. would fall off yeah. it's very possible and we don't know that <laughs> that didn't happen crap. to anybody yeah. but alan moore is a scary individual spare us alan moore spare <laughs> us no alan moore is, is is a nice guy he's but a he's, nice guy he's but... got problems with uh like his you know modern superhero comics i think um but this came about and so yeah there wasn't really a, a ban on it but it was just kind of like frowned up there was a comic before this called before watchmen which they released a bunch of different issues of. It was like before Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan, before Watchmen, Ozymandias, and it was all just like prequel comics. Is that the stuff that's at like the end of these ones? Um, no, or is that this, totally this came a few years before this. This okay. has nothing to do that's with it, really. Super lame. Um, so re and then even once this the, that comic with the the Batman button came out, Rebirth, like that's when they relaunched the whole DC line. Okay. Even even this book didn't come for a while after that. Um, and this book started so while ago, like that, that was back when I was pulling single issues back at my comic book store when I, when I lived in Illinois. So this was a long time ago Yeah. and yeah. now we're just finally like getting to where it's going to be ending, which is the interesting part about the HBO show actually is that that whole thing is running in between like issues 11 and 12 of this book, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. That whole thing came out at once. Yeah. It's a weird synchronization. <laughs> yeah. And this one took forever. <laughs> and that's, that's the other kind of story behind Doomsday Clock too, is this book, the reason why it's taken so long is it's and it's only twelve issues, is it's been plagued by delays. Um mm-hmm. because mainly because Jeff Johns, the creator of this, is doing a bunch of T V show stuff. Like he's behind a lot of those uh, DC Universe shows. Oh, gotcha. So he's been just like doing that and kind of neglecting his like comic book work and all pretty much all of his books have been like massively delayed. Yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit more money in the streaming stuff. Oh, there's a lot more money in TV. Like, yeah, that's pretty much the way you make money as a comic book creator, it seems, is to go independent, make your own like property and then have it adapted into a tv show like if you can do that like you're in the money gotcha yeah so like i said today we're going to be talking about the first six issues of doomsday clock you can you can get this in trade it's on like hoopla or dc universe you can read all this if you want to follow along with it um because they released they were going to release all 12 issues together but then the book ended up getting endlessly delayed like we talked about so they ended up splitting it up yeah Uh, so we're going to talk about the first half of it here uh the first issue of this of this story starts out almost entirely in the Watchmen universe. I mean, I think there's only two pages at the end that are in the DC universe. Um, Cause we start out kind of seeing the fallout of what happens shortly after Watchmen. It seems like, mm-hmm. do they, I, I don't know if they give us an exact year. I think they do, but I, I think I want to say it was like 92. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, a, a decent while after Watchmen at least. Yeah. Um, but we see basically an angry crowd of protesters outside Vite's tower. And like, basically the world has found out that, Vite is behind the extraterrestrial attack and that it was all bullshit. Yep. Uh, and his whole lie is falling apart. And so Adrian Vite sends who seems to be Rorschach. 
uh, into one of the prisons in in New York, and you're initially wondering, like, wait, what? Yeah, it's an interesting angle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Rorschach, obviously, for everyone knows, is dead at the end of Watchmen. Yeah. Like, killed by Dr. Manhattan. Wait, he is? Oh, wait, what? No, wait, spoilers. <laughs> Go back and listen to our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're wondering, like, what the hell is going on? But it turns out he's there to rescue these two, essentially, new characters created by Jeff Johns. Yeah. Uh, the Mime and the Marionette. He's rescuing them from prison. Yep. Who, at first, I was not hot on. I was like, this is kind of lame. But as the more we, I found out about him, the more I liked him. The Mime and the Marionette, I think, are cool characters with, like, neat designs and, like, yeah. personalities it's just they take up a lot of space in this book yeah and then once you know as you get further that they kind of just get thrown aside it makes it even that much more disappointing yeah well you, i mean you will we'll talk about it but they're not going to be in a lot of the second volume that we're no. going to talk about next week nope <laughs> not really at all <laughs> barely at all so now that the word has basically gotten out that this extraterrestrial attack is bullshit, like we see reports on the news that like Russia is about to invade Poland, and as soon as that happens, essentially the United States has promised to like start nuclear war. So they even have like a thing on TV that's like evacuate the United States, like yeah. we're about to launch nukes. Yep, and they're like telling stories about like other bullshit, like it's not even a big deal. Uh, so Rorschach takes Mime and Marionette out of prison, and he actually shows a little bit of who he is because. Um, the marionette's like, I'm not going with you, like, you're Rorschach. Like, aren't you supposed to be dead? And he's like, I'm not, you know, that Rorschach. Yeah. And he, like, takes off his glove, and you see that he's uh, he's African-American. Yep. And so she's like, wait, what the hell? Yeah. Um. So, like, you're not the Rorschach that I know. And she, he's like, yeah, well, what, we don't have time to explain this. Like, we got to go. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, meta thing. He's like, I'm not Rorschach, but I'm Rorschach. Right, so it's, I mean, it's <laughs> so just like okay, yeah. It, I mean, there's legacy heroes even in the the Watchmen universe because like even Dan Dryberg is not the original Night Owl. I yeah, that's, so it's, that's it's true. kind of a concept they're familiar with. So she's just like, all right, fuck it, let's do this. I don't know. I I guess that's just what I like about the show so much is that they came up with cool like new original characters and didn't just try to copy and paste like old ones. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing about Malcolm Long too is he doesn't uh, realize that he should not be uh, idolizing this person. Yeah, I, we didn't talk about how Malcolm Long, he's he's actually the son, I can't remember his name, um, what was it, the, the first book, but then it's like the doctor that Rorschach had in prison who was like doing like all the psychological tests, that's his son. Who's yes, now he, he was the one uh, doing like, he was holding up the Rorschach test, yeah. like, what do you see? And yeah, he- and so th- for some reason this kid thinks that Rorschach and him were like friends and that his dad was trying to help him. It's weird that he would have that take to begin with. Well, he does learn better eventually, but well, you, you kind of learn what happens. Like, I don't know if we want to jump that far. But like, no, that yeah, I mean, we yeah, because he he gets lot because Malcolm Long's whole thing is he was uh, basically right on the edge of the extraterrestrial attack when it hit. Yeah, um, and they don't explicitly mention it, but I guess you have to assume that he was hit by like that psychic attack because he does kind of lose his mind right after that. Yeah, too. he's got and like that. There's that scene where he's. Um, like arrested later on and he he's like getting interviewed by the psychologist who turns out to be alfred later and and he's like looking at his face and all of a sudden he gets like a weird alien like it looks like the octopus yeah eye, so he's like, like seeing things so yeah he gets like acid flashbacks malcolm is uh he goes crazy because of the psychic attack and he's seeing things in his own universe and that he the the mothman is also in that insane asylum they even mentioned that in Watchmen yeah. that he had been locked up there for a while that's actually a really cool sequence too it is yeah it's got some really great and that's one thing i wanted to talk about too is gary frank's art is really great especially oh, yeah. in these first six issues yep. I, you can kind of tell later on he was probably rushing it a little bit mm-hmm. um but most of this art is great gary frank's a really great artist for for a lot of characters 
Um, and he has like a great Mothman part where he's like going back into the fire. He's like, whatever, fuck it. Moth to the flame. <laughs> yeah, he just walks into the fire. As soon as I saw the fire, I was like, he's going to go in there. Yeah, he's, yep. like, no, he's like, sorry, kid. This is my last stop. Face. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yep. <laughs> Malcolm escapes with all the Rorschach paraphernalia and uh, he, he goes out he escapes from the insane asylum and that's where he goes off to basically kill uh, Adrian Veidt because mm-hmm. he has the journal and he's like alright this is Rorschach's unfinished business I'm going to go finish it Yeah, and he goes to kill Veidt and Veidt is like oh, well you can kill me I'm already dead anyway I have brain cancer Yeah, and uh, like I, I regret everything I've done and I just want to atone and he's you like wouldn't really a, selling it you wouldn't kill a man with cancer would you yeah he's really <laughs> selling it and so Malcolm like he's not really he's not Rorschach like he's not Walter Kovac so he kind of has like a moment of, of like you know he's like oh, I don't know like all right fine I'll, I'll believe you for now like yeah, what yeah. do we have to do to save the world not a total psychopath yeah right. Rorschach wouldn't have thought twice he would have just cut his throat right oh, yeah, yeah Rorschach's <laughs> whole thing was like never compromise yep. like, do the black thing. and white yeah. no yeah. half measures Justice. Um, so yeah, so Adrian Veidt's able to convince him, like, no, work with me, like, I have a plan to save the world, like, and so that's where he sends him, is to that prison to get the mime and the marionette. So with those, with all of them kind of now gathered together, uh, Adrian Veidt's like, alright, so this is what we gotta do, we gotta dip, cause this, we're all about to die. Yeah. Um, cause the whole... Watchmen universe is essentially about to blow up, uh, and and that's where we kind of leave them as they're using the uh, owl ship to escape the multiverse. And he, uh, Adrian Veidt, even has his new little kitty Bubastis that he grew with him. They Which is like, awesome. We're taking the kitty with us. <laughs> so they escape, and like I said, that's kind of where the Watchmen universe ends, as far as this comic goes. At least up until issue twelve is the soonest, because yeah, I haven't seen that. The Watchmen that universe is like gone at this point. Yeah, in a nuclear Which, war. Depending on your opinion, good job, Veidt. Like, yeah, you right. kind of ended it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, you can't put it all on him, depending on your opinion. But I, I do. He, yeah, you know, I, I mean, he really made a mess. He's like, of I'm gonna save things, and then he just makes it worse. And yeah, then it just exactly. happens anyway. That's... and it's like, what? Well, yeah, that's yeah. the whole happens anyway thing is exactly what Doctor yeah. Manhattan tried to warn him about. Yeah, you know? it's the consequences of building something on a lie. Right. Exactly. Um, so they're fleeing that universe, and that's one kind of problem I have with the structure of this, is if you want it to be like a whole Watchmen tie-in a comic, like if you're going to make this bold step of introducing yeah. the Watchmen to the DC and doing all this, it's like, the Watchmen universe is gone now, and you know, half of the char- more than half, almost every character with the Watchmen universe is gone. They're not going to play a part in any of this. So the only characters that are going to play a part in this story are Dr. Manhattan, Adrian Veidt, and Malcolm Long, and then, spoiler for this next issue, the fucking yeah. comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, I still don't fully understand that part. Oh, no, it's nonsense. Well, because what happens with the comedian is, and we'll break down kind of the lead up, because Adrian Veidt and his, ni- and his owl ship land in, incidentally, the uh, theme park from The Killing Joke. Yeah. Which, which is just Easter egg. Easter egg, yeah. yeah. They land there. And Adrian Veidt says something which made me raise my eyebrow, and he's like, all right, so we landed here in the DC universe. We need to figure out, uh, we need to find Dr. Manhattan because we need him to save our universe and bring it back because, you know, he can do anything with his powers, and he's got a point there. Um, But he says, all right, we need to find Dr. Manhattan. So I've pinpointed who I theorize to be the two smartest people on this planet. And I'm like, okay, decent plan, except the two people he names, Lex Luthor, okay, I'm going with that, sure. Yeah. But Bruce Wayne? Because he's like, Bruce Wayne is the second smartest. I'm like, because unless you know he's Batman, 
I don't know why you would think he's the smartest yeah. person on earth. Well, does he uh, know he's Batman? No. Besides the business aspect of it, he owns his own business. Maybe I don't. He's a very but, successful business. But there, in, yeah. in the DC I'm, universe, I'm there's so many like advocate. quantum physicists yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, did, yeah. did Bruce Wayne like go to Harvard and shit? Regard like there's like so many yeah. like what about like uh, Doctor Ray Palmer or like all these like mega super scientists yeah. in the DC universe? You yeah, know what I mean? That's an interesting <laughs> choice. Nope, Bruce Wayne. And it, it works perfectly for the plot because then he sends. He's yeah. like, Rorschach, you you go after Bruce Wayne. I'll yeah. go after Lex Luthor. So yeah. Ozymandias goes after Luthor, um, and he tells Luthor what's going on that he needs to find this extraterrestrial being who he thinks is inhabiting his universe. Mm. And he even tells Lex Luthor like what he did in the in his Watchmen universe, like what Vite did. Yep. And then Le- Lex Luthor is like, "Oh, that sounds like a dumb plan. Like that wasn't gonna work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, this is the weird part: is all of a sudden out of fucking nowhere, the comedian shows up and he's like, "I got some unfinished business." <laughs> <laughs> just steps out of the shadow is like i got the jump on you this time right yeah okay <laughs> what what are you doing here and so uh vite ends up having to like escape out the window and it like even makes a joke like this is justice like you're going out the window just like i did yeah lex Luthor gets like clipped in the shoulder he gets shot yeah and he goes to the hospital he's he, i don't know i guess he gets sidelined you'd think the comedian would like take him or something I don't right know. he just he's like hey, whatever um and then we find out where the comedian came from because we get a flashback of the day he died, like from literally the first pages of Watchmen. Yep. Um, and he gets thrown around and tossed out the window, and then right before he's about to get hit the ground, he like gets teleported into the lake outside Gotham Harbor, and like falls into the water, and he's like, "What the hell?" And then he like swims to the beach, and then Doctor Manhattan standing on the beach, he's like. Uh, Blake, we have unfinished business. Like, I need you to work for me. Or like, yeah. so, essentially that. I don't know why he would need someone to do anything for him. First of all, yeah, me or, him, or B, him Why would it be people. Blake? Yeah, exactly. Him of all people. Yeah, why would he? Why would he bring Blake back from the dead? To, like, it doesn't make. And I don't so, understand. does that mean that in the Watchmen universe? Well, I guess it's exploded. But would that mean that he never died? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because wouldn't that change all of the whole that, events? That would change everything. <laughs> you know what? I don't understand. I, it, yeah, it's a yeah, it's an interesting question that. It should never happen because I'll tell you this: the comedian doesn't really do anything of extreme importance no. in the rest of this comic. Nope. There's a, a kind of a cool. It's a there's a couple cool visual things he does. Yeah. Like there's a cool sequence where he goes and takes out the secret society of supervillains as mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to like figure out what they want to do. Yep. But essentially, like you, anyone could have done that essentially. Exactly. And so. As as that's all happening, Rorschach, the new Rorschach, goes after Batman or goes after Bruce Wayne, quote yeah. unquote, and just strolls into the Batcave. Stro- literally, just finds it <laughs> so easily. You'd think there was a sign pointing Batcave this way, right? Because he just goes around. and He's like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I'm and a they, detective. I wonder if this clock is a secret entrance. Like he doesn't even know that Bruce is. He, why would he even be looking for secret entrances at all? Why wouldn't he just go to his house? I don't understand. I battle. Um, well, he was in his house. He found like the secret entrance in his mansion. So, I know, but, oh, I suppose, yeah. But and then, so he gets into the freaking Batcave like immediately, and Bruce Wayne like comes comes down as Batman, and he's like, "Uh, what the hell are you doing?" Yeah, and what does he eat? His pancakes? Yeah, he's eating whatever. his breakfast. He's like, "You ate my breakfast." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Ooh, the stakes are high." <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of seems weird because Batman is like really quick to trust uh, Rorschach. Yeah. Because like, but it, it, you find out later he's tricking him into putting him in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, which was a clever move. Yeah, so I mean, it, it makes sense eventually where you're like, okay, yeah, why would he Although trust this? Although it's a bit of guy? a rash decision, which he ends up. Well, he did. But... Well, he broke into the bed. You'd think he would keep tabs on him. Like this guy knows where the bed is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
that could be a problem. At least he let him take a shower though first. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. He get and a good meal. Like Alfred made him a bunch of breakfast. Right, right. <laughs> Those look like good pancakes. They did. This this whole comic makes me hungry for pancakes. There's even a cover with pancakes on it. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> and so yeah, like we said, after a shower and a bunch of in a tall stack of uh, pancakes, he gets uh, taken to Arkham and locked up. And while this is all going on, because they make a big deal in the initial issues of you know Rorschach goes to take the mime and the marionette to bring them with them. Those are the two people they had to recruit for their mission. Yeah. And they don't seem to have any part of this plan for the, for the rest of the comic. Like initially their plan was like, we find out that there was this flashback where they were doing a heist of a bank. Yeah. And Dr. Manhattan was like gonna kill her, but then notice she was pregnant. And so Vite thinks that like, Oh, th- that was his moment of weakness of humanity. Mm-hmm. So if I bring the marionette back, like maybe he'll be reminded of like, you know, that moment of like mercy that he had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but then that that never really comes up, and they kind of fuck off to go do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just get into high tricks. They they really do. They're like, yeah, let's. All right, th- these guys both have plans, so we don't have anything to do. Let's fuck off. Right? They <laughs> literally go rob a bank. Yeah, and then they go uh, like cause trouble at one of Joker's bars. Oh, that, which kind that of like it. just leads them into the plot essentially. Yeah, uh, because the the goons are like, you know who owns this place? This is the Joker. <laughs> and yeah, I think they even say like like he's the only one allowed to wear like makeup on his yeah. face. Like it's you gotta take that off. Makeup. Yeah, that, yeah. They're it's like they get really... all pissed off. They don't even cause trouble. They just go in for a drink, and they're like, hey, you can't wear makeup in here. <laughs> only the boss can. And we, they're we like, keep the a boss. wet washcloth here. And they're like, Joker. And then they're like, oh, he's gonna be in this. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's okay. how the, that's how they're gonna put him in. Yeah, and Joker doesn't have like an important role in this. He's just in here just to be like, ah, yeah. it's us and the comedian, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And I gotta say too, like the, most of the art was good, but Joker's design was not good. I it, I did not like it. Yeah, you weren't a fan of it. I mean, I'm. I think that's kind of like how he like. I think that's a kind of an average. I mean, I don't they mind made it. him like it's seventy not pounds. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if he, Batman he like was a little like skinny. If Batman like punched him, like he could have taken his leg and like snapped his femur. He like, was a half. little bit of a twiggy, but he was a twiggy. Alien. I mean, I kind of, I, I don't know. I don't mind it. I like Joker. It. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You want the the Joker to go to the gym? Is that what you're He's telling me? He's got to be dummy. Hang out with Bane. <laughs> you want that dummy thick it. Joker? Oh, yeah. You got to have it. <laughs> Malcolm, the Rorschach, basically gets re- There's basically a prison break because a lot of the events in this comic kind of mirror what's going on in the original Watchmen. There's, there's a prison break, just how like how Rorschach yeah. escaped. And he gets rescued by uh, Saturn Girl, who she doesn't even seem to remember her own name at first. Um, she, oh, right, right. for those who don't know, Saturn girl is from, uh, basically what's the justice league of the year 3000 called the Legion of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like from the future. So she's like, you know, we gotta go. Like I, I it's my job to rescue you. We yeah, don't yeah. really know why yet. <laughs> um, but for up to this point, she, the Legion of superheroes has been gone from DC continuity. So when she shows up for people who have been reading this for years, like they're like, oh shit. Like, it's, like, someone from the Legion of Superheroes. Like, they haven't been in continuity for years. Oh, okay. So, like, this is Jeff Johns kind of explaining, like, ooh, Dr. Manhattan's bullshit is, like, the reason why these guys have been absent. Oh, right, right, yeah. And we see more of that, too, with Johnny Thunder, the old man. Yep. Um, and this this is might be helpful for you, too, Josh. Yeah, um, yeah. Because Johnny Thunder was a member of the Justice Society, which is, like, the, uh, another version of the Justice League, like, from World War Two. Okay. Um, so and he was his power was kind of goofy. He uh, had basically a magic lamp and he could summon a genie and make wishes. Yeah, he's like, I'm looking for a lamp. I'm like, who is oh. this sad old man I'm looking for a lamp? Like, like Johnny be- Thunder. What my the best fuck? friend's in there. Yeah, his yeah. name's Johnny Thunder. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, the Justice Society is great. So I'm glad this. Well, you'll see more of them in the next six issues. Like, yeah. the, the real them. Yeah. Yep. Because this is like him if he never got his powers because Dr. Manhattan's fucking with uh, all of continuity. Mm-hmm. So he's just he knows he should have like all of this stuff, but he just doesn't for some reason. 
Like he's like, this isn't right. Where's my lamp? They're like, you're crazy. <laughs> Put him in a home. You don't understand. I really do have a lamp. <laughs> he's my genie friend. So with uh, with Rorschach's journal now in Batman's hands, he's kind of reading through it, and he does kind of take it seriously because he goes like, "Oh, okay, if Vite came with Rorschach, like I'm reading this journal, Vite is a bad man." Yeah, he's the true villain. <laughs> he's he's the one I got to go after. So yeah. he does like he does the Batman thing. He's like, "I got to stop this before I get you know it escalates because he's up to something." Um, except he really fucks it up. He goes after Vite and he kind of corners him in the owl ship. And and one one thing we haven't talked about too is there's these protests going on all over Gotham and yeah. Metropolis. And this is one thing I kind of really have a problem with in this comic because it comes out of fucking nowhere. The Superman theory. The Superman theory, right? Because the idea is that all these people are upset because the world is starting to realize uh, why are there so many more superheroes in America than there are in other countries? Yep. Which is an interesting question to bring up in a comic book, but the way he's trying to use it is like a parallel to like atomic bombs. To like it's yeah to like the uh, it's like making it a superhuman arms race. Yep. Which. You know, it's not a th- really a topical political reference. I know at all. that's my problem. It's like because in the '80s when the first one came out, that was you know the biggest problem yeah. facing society and like the world itself. Whereas like in like today's, this isn't a contemporary problem. Yeah, no, this is, this is just you retreading territory. Exactly, it's you rehashing the same narrative from the original Watchmen. Exactly, which yeah. is why I like the show so much is because Damon Lindelof went with his whole a whole different angle on it. Right, because I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that more. But like Damon Lindelof does a much better job of like making like a modern political statement yeah. with the Watchmen universe. It's a lot more like, which uh, is a lot more clever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so all these people are basically thinking that the united states government is creating superhumans, like which in the dc universe they are right that's confirmed later in this comic too okay um it's like the firestorm because that's yeah. that's like doom patrol yeah there's definitely instances of it i wouldn't yeah. say that most of them are oh no, no not most definitely but like a, definitely a pretty a, a small fat like fraction but then again all the other governments do exactly the same exactly thing, which is the weird part <laughs> and especially the russians and yeah like literally i don't know if we want to talk about it but putin literally makes an appearance in this comic yep. like, yeah it's very awkward it's I do, really I don't like awkward it. and and it, the weird thing is trump shows up too yeah but they don't show his face they don't, but yeah he doesn't he chooses not to show his face it's almost like he's afraid he to, totally like, people he, are gonna be mad at he me he totally if I do this. chickened out and he just had him say the most milk lines and like all he did was make fun of he said like huge and like that was it and that's kind of my main problem with doomsday clock especially as we go on is like it's very like toothless in its message yeah Um, yeah yeah. it it pulls its punches right because like Watchmen had like a like a a, it took like a bold stance like within the modern political like what was going on Mm -hmm. um, which is like what the Watchmen show is doing yep Um, but this is just kind of it's a very cold take on all of what's going on like has this been a problem at all like they should have give us any context like have countries been using superheroes as like soldiers and like attacking other countries with their superheroes that's a great point because that's one of my main problems with this is there's like no build-up it just comes out of nowhere and at first i'm wondering like yeah because like in the first couple issues they they keep bringing up the superman theory and they don't explain it until like a way after right and you know because my theory at first was like oh maybe vite showed up and started like doing his thing maybe like you know introducing stories but we find out later he didn't create the superman theory he just fanned the flames way 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 later on yeah exactly um so it's it just literally comes out of nowhere just to serve his like mirror of the watchman plot yeah it literally just fell into his lap and it was the perfect like situation so where we're left with uh, uh, at the end of these issues is sort of a cliffhanger because where we leave batman is he goes after vite and he gets attacked by these protesters we're talking about and yeah. literally beaten by the protesters which seems like a very un-batman move i know you, you just think- like happened to swing too low he would definitely have some kind of riot control gear yeah 
Like, it, there's no way he'd just be like, ah, oh, please, excuse me, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just fumbling through a crowd. He, like, accidentally swings too low to, to the crowd, and they like, grab him. Like, yeah. got your cape. <laughs> oh, no. And so he gets beaten up and captured, uh, taken to the Joker's goons, incidentally. Yeah. Who also have the mime and the marionette, because they got into trouble with Joker's goons as well. So they're all For together. wearing their damn makeup. Yeah, that's right. You can't wear makeup in the Joker's bar. These Hell are lessons no. you have to learn. <laughs> So Batman gets beaten up by these protesters. Meanwhile, the mime and the marionette um, are taken by the Joker over to this meeting with the Secret Society of Supervillains, which we mentioned earlier gets attacked by the comedian. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't it seems like he's massacring them, but really the only ones who die are like Ooh. nameless. There's one typhoon. Typhoon, yeah. Yeah. He just gets his face blown off. And like a couple of members of the Court of Owls get killed, but they're just nameless characters. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. dudes with owl masks. Right. It's not like it's the Court of the Owl. You yeah. Know, like, like the Riddler gets shot in the leg. Like nobody else really important goes off the board. No. And then a, a kind of a weird part that at least I thought it was weird is the mime and the marionette escape during this like carnage and like they find this little room to hide in. And they're like, listen, we need to escape. And like, one more moment. We're, we're going to have sex one more time before we Oh, die. yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think uh, time is of the essence here. Yeah, they literally like like bang and then like fall asleep naked in the bed while the comedian's like outside killing yep. people. Yeah. <laughs> How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then they're just sitting there. A comedian comes in. He's like, hi, you thought I wouldn't find you? I'm like, I think they were just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they cared. <laughs> And then, like, the Joker just walks up, of course, behind him and goes, like, zap, and gets yeah. him with his little, like, electric zapper, and he's like, oh. What, how wacky. Yeah, and then grabs the comedian pin and puts it on his own lapel. Yeah, Because that had to happen. Of course it had to happen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of where we leave it. All of our characters are kind of left with a cliffhanger at the end of the sixth issue. Oh, and then, and then Rorschach uh, meets... Uh, Saturn girl, she helped him escape, and yeah. then they also meet up with Johnny Thunder. Yeah, um, all these characters who are kind of coming back. Do they get the lantern at the end of it? Yep, they, yeah. they find the lantern at the end of issue okay. six. Uh, like the, it's actually we find out later it's Alan Scott's gr- uh, Green, Green Lantern. lantern yeah. They find it, which is also cut out of continuity. So this is kind of like stuff just kind of forcing its way back. Gotcha. That's one thing I have a problem with with just splitting this into two separate books, like six issues and six issues. Mm-hmm. Is where we're leaving it off right now. This week is these first six issues. N- not a lot has really happened. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of character set it's up. It's all like, set up. Where everyone's going to be and what exactly is going on. And that's a lot of issues for just, like, it setting is. the table. Yeah. Because you, you've been, I mean, because we haven't even really set the table for what the plot of this book's going to be. Exactly. Because the next six, six issues are going to be, like, all Dr. Manhattan, yep. Superman, uh, like, a little bit of Batman, and, like, a whole bunch of characters we have not been following. A lot of Firestorm. Yeah, and a lot of Firestorm. Black just, like, Adam. But, like, the characters we've been following right now, my marionette, uh, Rorschach, even Adrian Veidt. Yeah, they're like, gone. They're, they're off the map for a lot of issues after this. So yep. the pacing of this book is very weird. It's off. And you got to think it's, like, probably a problem locked in with, like, how delayed it was. It's kind of like how The Walking Dead got bad. It's just, like, you'd go entire episodes without even seeing a character, like, that you, like, had just seen, of like, a big story thing That on. it seemed like was going to be a big deal. Yeah, yeah, like, they just dump a story and then, like, completely forget about it. Right. So, so I mean, we'll be talking about the next six issues uh, next week. So, hopefully, we'll that's kind of where we'll get into more of the meat of this book. And we'll kind of yeah. discuss, like, what we think about it overall. Yeah. Uh, but we kind of got into it a little bit this week. I mean, Doomsday Clock... We were spoiled by the show, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Because if we... It would have been interesting to read this before watching the show. It would have been. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, w- reading this after wa- starting the show is, like, it's no comparison. I probably would have been, like, really, like, worried about the show. If oh, I yeah. had read this before the show, I would have been like, no, no more adaptations. <laughs> like, th- that's it. I'm yeah. done. You're probably like, not the only this one. This is not going to go great. Yeah, right, probably exactly. And then I would have saw, saw it and been like, wow. 
this is refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, because this doesn't seem like it's earning the right to use Watch. Like, there's no reason the Watchmen characters had to be in this, at least so far. Not at all. Because you have Dr. Manhattan who's making all these weird changes and being super powerful, but that could be anyone in the DC universe. Exactly. Like, anyone in the. You could explain that I'm the Omegatron. (laughs) Yeah, and like, oh, oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Justice League story. Let's do this. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you did not need the Watchmen characters in this, but they were just used because money is sales. Exactly. we it's want good to make, for marketing. Exactly. Um, whereas Lindelof is making something, and we're about to talk about the show anyway, so Lindelof is doing something that is like, it seems like he has a reason to use Watchmen, and he's telling something modern. Yeah, like he had a good idea that he thought would be a good story to tell. Right. So we'll be talking about that next. We're going to talk about the, uh, the we talked about the first four uh, episodes of the HBO show last week, so if you want to hear those, definitely go back and listen to those. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the four episodes after that. So next week we'll be talking about the finale and just kind of our overall thoughts about the show. Yeah. Um, but th- these four episodes that we're talking about this week are essentially, I, I, taking my notes, I was able to narrow it down. They're essentially four different origin stories um, because we have uh, episode five, which is the origin for Looking Glass, which is Tim Blake Nelson's character, which was I thought was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, after that, we have the origin for Hooded Justice, mm-hmm. which uh, ends awesome. up being in, is in the show, which is a really neat take on yeah. uh, a character from the original Minutemen. Uh, and then after that, we essentially have the origin of Angela Abar, mm-hmm. uh, as a kid at least, and some other stuff going on there. And then, of course, in the most recent episode, at least as far as we are right now, uh, is the Dr. Manhattan episode, which we'll talk about after that. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of it's interesting how they just kind of saved the backstory for the end, which kind of added a lot of intrigue. It lined up really well, though, mm-hmm. which I kind of like that structure. And he kind of did that with the leftovers a lot, too. Right. And he like leaves an episode to focus on a single character or a single plot. Yeah, because it's like you, you use the first four episodes, you like lay out a lot of the plot and like the background. But then you're left with a lot of questions and then you use those origin storylines to answer a lot of those questions. Right. Yeah, that, that's a really great way to do it. So in yeah. And he, I've been listening to his podcast too, kind of like talking about these episodes as they air, and like it's kind of neat hearing like how he's always had like p- these plans in place. Like okay. he, he even went through one of, on the latest episode and said like what episode each one of these questions will be answered in. Okay, he's like, yeah, trust me, I got this all down. Like, I w- has he has he talked about when uh, the whole Grease Man question is going to be answered? No, they haven't <laughs> talked about Loop Man at all, dude. If it doesn't get answered, in this I'm last wondering episode, if we were in like a Eric's fever dream. Asking the real question, I'm going to be so upset yeah. if it's not answered. Were we in like a fever dream when we watched? that episode because i haven't seen that mentioned <laughs> yeah. anywhere else it's not been brought up and i feel like it has to he, he's, listen he's at the center of everything i think he's he's the cause of everything <laughs> he's gonna be the deus ex at yeah, the end he's who gonna be the jar jar banks of it <laughs> it was me that's like mario banks oh, yeah what was that? <laughs> that's my jar he's a plumber that's why he goes in the sewers of right? course yeah. the, that's the conspiracy you never knew <laughs> so this first episode the looking glass origin is uh kind of cool because it ties in essentially with Vite's alien a lot. Oh, yeah. Which which is why I dedicated a lot of time in, in our last episode talking about the origins of Vite's alien, because it plays in here. Mm-hmm. Um, because Doomsday Clock, uh, it almost seems like they tried to do it with Malcolm a little bit, but they don't mention the psychic stuff at all. Yeah, they don't bring it... Uh, really, all they showed was just that one kind of acid flashback, like, Right. Uh, I trippy head. But what happens here with Looking Glass's origin is he was just a young kid, a Jehovah's Witness. I don't um, know if he was... Specifically, Jehovah's Way. It was just some kind of some kind of really some kind of really conservative Christian group. Yeah, Yeah, and so he's going around trying to convert people, give them Bibles. Yeah, he's on like Um, the Jersey Pier. 
Right. So he's in New Jersey, like on the day of the attack, mm-hmm. um, trying to give out these Bibles. And there's this kind of like punk girl there who uh, he's like, hey, have you ever. <laughs> well, he, he's talking to some guy and he's like calling. He's obviously like, get the hell out of here, you nerd. Yeah. And she's like, leave him alone. And he's just trying to save their souls because yeah. he's a good guy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So she takes him and like runs into like a house of mirrors or whatever. Yes. And, and she's like, have you ever had sex? Like, yeah. Come, come in with your, me to the house of mirrors. Like, luckily, no one else was in there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, good. No, like little kids. They're yeah, lucky. And, and so she like makes him think he thinks he's about to be laid. And yeah, then... this is like th- this is one of the cruelest things I've oh, like, yeah, she, ever yep. seen. This girl is evil because she yeah. makes him think he's about to be laid. Le- takes all of his clothes and then <laughs> runs out of the building, butt ass naked. Yeah, grabs so, his clothes and runs. Yeah, so it just leaves him to like run out there like naked to fi- try to find his clothes. Yeah, yeah. But, well, jokes on her. Yeah, essentially, yeah, because <laughs> the minute that happens, uh, Vite sends an alien to New York City. Yep. And uh, it doesn't, like, he's in New Jersey, so he's a little bit on the radi- outside radius yeah. of it. Which is right where, we talked about it last week, Vite designed it so that way people on that outside radius would receive a psychic blast. Yep. And where Looking Glass is, he's extremely close. Mm-hmm. Like, it must have been the House of Mirrors is the only reason he's alive. And uh, so that's essentially where he gets his powers, too. So Looking Glass does actually have bona fide powers. Yep. Um, and that's, so that's what he can kind of, like, psychically read if people are telling the truth or not. Yep. Um, because of this psychic attack that happened to him and because he survived it. He's kind of a big child, too, after that. Like, ever, a lot of his life is based off of, like, preventing, like, psychic waves from hitting him. Or oh like, yeah, you know he has that alarm. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, his mask itself is like a, I can't remember the a t- like a tinfoil hat. Can't remember yeah. the material, yeah. but it's designed to pre- like to absorb or like reflect psychic blasts. Essentially, it's a tinfoil hat. Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's like he's like, and then he lives in like he has like a bomb shelter. Yeah, he's like a doomsday house. prepper. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, exactly. Except it's not for like nuclear doomsday. It's for like squid, a, a squid, squid attack, and psychic yeah. attacks. Yep. So he's got the, in a whole alarm system that he makes sure he updates and he tests it literally every <laughs> he day. He was pissed because it didn't work. Yeah, like called the but he's like, and why don't you fix that? <laughs> yeah, they're like, you can only test it like once every three months, and he does it like three times a week. And in this episode, uh, in his origins, like in modern day, he meets this woman at a like kind of like a psychic therapy group. Yeah, it's like a support and, group. And uh, he thinks he's like hitting it off with her. They kind of like, you know, have like this good di- back and forth dynamic. But when he sees the truck that picks her up, it's got these watermelons that he recognizes lettuce. from, or this lettuce that yeah. he recognizes from the Seventh Cavalry. Yep. Uh, and so he, he's like, "Oh shit, this woman's a white supremacist." Yeah. So he has the truck tracked, and like, so he follows him. Yes, and then he follows him back to this, uh, like, it looks like an abandoned. It's a school, rundown, like, like no, it's a, it's yeah, it's a rundown, like, uh, Coles or uh, J.C. Penny. Yeah, and uh, there's these people there testing this, like. Uh, like quantum machine like or port- something. It's like a portal. teleporter. Yeah, yeah, they're like throwing basketballs into a portal and they're coming out at random spots. Right. So the Seventh Cavalry is planning something freaky with like some advanced technology. Yeah, I, this is where it starts to get interesting with them because this whole time you're like, oh, they're just a racist radical group trying to like uh, cause mayhem, but then not as now that as these episodes come up, it starts to come out that they're actually like have a lot deeper pro- like plans. Yeah, and I, I don't know if they do or if it's just like that governor guy does, Senator like, Keene. Yeah, yeah, Senator. It, sorry. They, yeah, the and Seventh they're Cavalry. Just, like, warm bodies well, to make learn, it happen. Yeah, I think the Seventh Cavalry is kind of just the proxy to Cyclops. I think Cyclops is the real. Like, right. they're the ones trying to do the interdimensional yeah, shit. true, true. Looking Glass gets fooled by the 7th Cavalry and gets led here because they're like, hey, we were expecting you, Wade. Like, yep. we wanted you here. Like, we wanted to, like, show you the truth. They show him a video, like, uh, the same video that Adrian Veidt essentially sent to Robert Redford, uh, like, a couple days after the attack. Yeah. Basically saying, like, I did this. Like, it's a staged attack. Like, we need to keep working with my plan and we'll have world peace. Yep. 
uh, and send it. Which, to- in hindsight, that's a bad idea. Why would you make like a fully produced tape of you just admitting your massive crime? Well, I mean, it, it must have been a. <laughs> that's a good point, but it must have been an extremely high level leak if like. Like, if Vice Smart, he pulls in Robert Redford to a dark room with, like, a smoking a cigar. It's like, all right, here's how it is. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, like, no one ever hears of this again. They show Wade this video, and they're like, listen, this is the truth. Like, we're, like because of this, like, you should believe what we're doing and not what, what they're telling you. Yep. Um, and the interesting thing about Wade is he's, like, so far up this, like, doomsday, like, end of the world thing mm. that he essentially chooses not to believe it. He's like, the squid attacks are real. Like, I, all of my worry can't be for nothing. Yeah. Um, and so it's almost like Lindelof is tie- tying into some of the same themes he used in The Leftovers. Yep. Where it's like, when you find out that all, like there wasn't anything mystical going on, or there wasn't this crazy conspiracy, like it's almost like you wanted it you want it to happen, even though it was a lie. And yeah. Even it's, it's, you're like, it's the end of the world. Why would you want that to happen? Well, it, it's kind of like the whole cult paradox, too. It's like people that get so deep into, like, cults or whatever that at a certain point they're like i can't like back out now because if i back out that means i was duped and like i was wrong this yeah, whole you're time basically exactly. balls yeah. deep and you don't want to back out because most of your life then and all that time you spent you know investigating that stuff is a lie yeah and you could use it for something else and you just can't accept that you're like no Right, so that's where we life. leave. That's where we leave Wade as he goes home, and you see him throw out his alarm system like this isn't real anymore. Yeah. But then as he walks back to his house, he turns around. He's like, mm, then he grabs it. Yeah, yeah. he grabs yeah. it again. So he's he's still on board. So luckily, at least that saves him from siding with white supremacists. <laughs> but then sadly, as as soon as he gets in the house, a van pulls up with a bunch of Seventh Cavalry and with a bunch of shotguns and assault rifles. Yeah, but we so do then, know that he killed them. So. Yeah, yeah. Later on, a different episode. It's like uh, dudes in his bunker, and or the the guy who's working with Lori, the other agent. He finds like all the dead Seven Caliber guys, right. and they... but at least until the finale, we don't know what happens. To yeah, him. as far as we are now, yeah. we, his uh, status is unknown. The next episode we have is essentially hooded justice's origin because at, at the end of the episode we just talked about angela takes a bunch of these pills which are known as nostalgia, nostalgia. which is part of the memory research that lady true does has that, been working on does that come up in watchmen yes nostalgia is the brand name of a uh, perfume that adrian Vite oh creates. right right yep totally um so it's a big theme he's like nostalgia is like he talks about like the danger and like the intoxication of nostalgia yep so uh it, lady true kind of almost seems like he's she's picking up some of Vite's research and She's using it as like literally like a pharmaceutical. Yep. Um, and it's like a pill you can take to relive your memories. Mm-hmm. Or memories of someone else. Well, it's not meant to be used for someone else. It's I think meant, it's meant for yourself. Oh, right, right. Yeah. It's dangerous to take other people's yep. memories. Um, but that's what Angela does is she takes a bunch of pills that were for her grandfather's memories. Yep. Uh, and that's where we learn that. Uh, he was the hooded justice from the Minutemen. Yeah, so the whole episode is her just tripping yeah. through time as her grandfather as he's like growing up. I really enjoyed that episode too. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, because the hooded justice is a character who we see in the original Watchmen. Yeah, he's part of the Minutemen. Um, but this is a whole new take on it, the fact that he might have been a black man uh, disguising as himself as a white man just so that way he could be allowed to crime fight and not be like, you know, killed. Yeah, because it um, turns out to be Angela's grandfather. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Angela's grandfather, the one in the wheelchair, is hooded justice. Yeah. As an old man. Yep. 
Um, and we see his origin where um, cause Come, he comes to New York to become a cop. He he's a cop, and he sees this uh, this man uh, throw a flaming Molotov into like this Jewish store. Yep. And he's like, "Hey, stop! Like you're under arrest. Like I need to take you in." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever. Like I'll see you tomorrow." Yeah, screw you. <laughs> and kind of walks away, and he's like, "No, I need to arrest you." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And like if you gotta. Yeah, and he takes him in, and he's like, "We need to arrest this man, right?" And they essentially they're like, "Sure, yeah, of course." Yeah, like yeah. the captain comes in, and he's like, "Don't." worry we're like we'll take total care of this and then they do a super subtle like they do like the like, circle like, like over okay the forehead symbol on your forehead yeah so like, it's like a cyclops eye yeah so it's like their symbol for like you know this is like the, our clan symbol yeah like toss this one under the rug right and yeah. so um so the next day he's walking home and then the his captain and his another buddy pull up in the cop car and they're like hey let's get in and go get a drink and any smart person knows not to get in that freaking car. So he's like, no, I'm good. What? But then eventually yeah, exactly. he goes into an alley and they pull up and they freaking put him in a noose and like take him to a tree and start stringing him up. And then they cut him down because they're like, listen, next time we're going to we're not going to cut you down. So this is a warning. Yeah. So and, and then when, yeah, they cut the rope and he's got the the like the noose around his neck. Just, just like hooded like, justice. Yeah, yeah, the exact like because he's forced to walk home like that. And then while he's while he's walking home, yep. he sees like it's like almost like a Batman scene. Yeah, just straight up just a mugging. Yeah. A woman in an alley like her purse is being taken like hell. <laughs> and, and he's like, well, this is my moment. Like this is a superhero moment. Yeah. Because when they when they were going to lynch him, they put a bag over his head. So he kind of just rips it a little bit so he can have eye holes so he's literally in a like a mask and has the like the noose around his neck yep, and he and saves the woman as a weapon too yep uh so he this is like the start of his vigilante career. yeah it's a really cool like sequence yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, is like this differs a lot from uh, at least what it seemed like Alan Moore's idea of the Hooded Justice was going to be. Yeah. Because in the pages in between the comics, he talks about because what I mean, it, the door is open for him making changes because in the comic they mentioned like we don't know who hooded justice is no one ever figured out who he was yep but here's a man who probably was hooded justice yeah like this circus strong man um as uh who disappeared at the same time Hood Justice disappeared, so everyone thinks that was who it was. Yep. Um, but this circus strongman also was like a white supremacist and supported the Third Reich before Pearl Harbor was attacked. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So this is a big change from at least who it seemed like Alan Moore was intending Hooded Justice to be. Yeah. But it's a good take because the door oh, was open great. where Alan Moore said no one actually knew who he was. Yeah, basically just flipped and reversed it. Yep. Uh, Will, uh, as when he's a cop before he's hooded justice, um, does actually notice another kind of s- what Cyclops's plot is. Well, it's uh, he's already become hooded justice, but he also like does he's still a cop, cop though, yeah, yeah, he still patrols. Um, but there's this massacre at a theater, uh, and I thought this was a really good idea. It's really cool. Um, there's this massacre at a theater with like this blinking light. Uh, Cyclops must have uh, a hold of this like mind control technology. It's basically like an MK Ultra type scenario, exactly with, like yeah. mind control. It's like a flashing light that, if like as it flashes and you look at it, it's mind control. Yeah. Um. And so there, they they can program like shooters. Right. So there was this uh this movie playing at a black theater. All black theater. Yeah. Yeah. And so they tested out their mind control device, and everyone went crazy and started attacking each other. Yep. Which I thought was just like a great like symbolic kind of scene to set this all up, where it's like you know the media is like you know turning uh, black people against each other. Exactly. They, they've been doing that in movies for decades. And then the cops just write yeah. it up as oh another black on black crime. Right. Exactly. So like no one has to investigate it. And one part I thought was kind of uh, and this is a, a thing that people noticed as almost like I think what Lindelof was putting in there as a clever Easter egg when you see. That man who threw, throws the Molotov through the window of the Jewish shop. Yeah. When you see him later on, like eventually Will kills him, like because they corner him and they're like, uh, you know, they're trying to 
Uh, well, you find out he's like owns a warehouse that the Cyclops uses as like a, a fort or like right. a, a hideout. So, so Will is forced to just like take out everyone in, in the. Yeah, burns down the whole warehouse. Yeah, but what's interesting is there's a scene where he's talking to him and you see his truck driving away. And on the back of the truck, it says FT and Sons. And a lot of people are theorizing that this character, who was never named in the episode, lines up with the year, uh, like the years line up that it, uh, that could be like a reference to Fred Trump. Like uh, Donald Trump's father. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he was alive in this time in this city, um, and was uh, a, cl- a confirmed Klansman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is like a reference, like to Fred Trump, and like so the Fred FT Trump and Sons, Sons was his company back then. Yeah, that's funny. Um, which we means that in the Watchmen continuity, Donald Trump was never born. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and with that mind control technology, with the flashing light, that's what we find out later that um, that's that how Will he... uses um, to take down Judd. Yeah, that's how the, he got him to the hang hanging himself. from the first episode, right? Um, because he's like, you look into the light, like hang yourself. Yep. And so that, that's when he takes out Judd. And so that mystery is solved. We we know because we always knew how, like who killed him. We just didn't really know how. how yeah, yeah. I, I it was either kind of assumed he had help or something along the yeah, lines. Yeah, exactly. Like we almost thought for a minute, like does he have super strength? Yeah, exactly. They ask him, yeah. Like, how how much can you lift? Or like psychic powers? Or <laughs> yeah, what? that's what I thought. Lori has kind of been making her own headway into the investigation. She even narrows it down to like, okay, we got to go back to like talking to Judd's wife because there's more going on here that we haven't looked into. Yeah. And while she's talking to Judd's wife, like she actually gets taken down by like a trap door in the chair <laughs> yeah she just like pulls out a button or like because she's like oh well actually uh that was that wasn't the original plan but it kind of lined up that way and she like starts pressing a button and Lori's just like what are you doing i wish she would have moved i yeah. know it's like okay if you're talking to a woman whose husband was like part of a like white supremacist organization that were terrorists like and she pulls out a button like i'm running yeah. like i'm getting out of that I'm chair standing up at least and pulling out my gun Yeah, like lady you gotta move and so she's taken by the uh the seventh cavalry and she even gets to meet with senator Keene, who's like oh listen i i got my own plans and he even makes a line that i thought was like great but also like very cringeworthy where he's like it's hard being a white man in america and i'm just like oh <laughs> i know uh. and then he's like i'm gonna try being a blue one and you're like Wait, what? Okay. Fuck. Yeah, there's a twist. Well, that's a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. So he that's what they're using all these machines for, is their plan is essentially, we're going to try to capture Dr. Manhattan. Consume him, I'm guessing? And take his powers yeah. in some kind of way. We don't know the whole thing yet. Well, he kind of uh, alludes in the next episode to how someone could potentially get his powers, or we, how yeah, we, he could potentially give his powers we, to we someone. We get a little bit of that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Lady True even warns Angela about it, like while she's like after she recovers from her whole memory overdose. Yeah, and she's like, "Listen, like someone is after Doctor Manhattan. The Seventh Cavalry is. That's why your your grandfather came to me because he needs help taking them out. Yeah, because he's the only one like trying to do anything about it. Yeah, and um, and she's like, I know Doctor Manhattan is in Tulsa hiding amongst us. Like he's in danger. Like, he's like, not on Mars. He's been on Earth this whole time. Right. And then Angela just walks out, and then uh, she's like, Well, what? Don't you have any thoughts about that? Like I told you, he's hidden here. You don't care." And she's like, eh, fuck you. Yeah. And leaves. And we find out the reason why she doesn't care is because she goes home, smashes her husband's head open. Yeah. And her husband is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he pulls given, out yeah, the circle with the ring. Yep. And he had given himself amnesia and a, a fresh new body so that way he could <laughs> live on his life as, as a man. Because uh, he was sick of seeing all time at once. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah, I mean, because you'd probably get sick of that after a while. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd want to be just a normal person yeah. for a little bit. Can I stop experiencing quantum reality? <laughs> and so we get, and this is probably one of my favorite episodes in the show so far, oh, yeah. is uh, this Dr. Manhattan episode that we're going to talk about last year. Yep. Um, because this Dr. Manhattan episode is set up almost exactly the way that issue number four in The Watchmen was set up. Mm-hmm. Because it's like him going through different periods of time 
uh, it's like telling one story, but cleverly in a way that's split up between different periods of time because mm-hmm. that's how he sees it. Yep. So like we start out the episode of it's called like a God walks into a bar, but it, so it starts out with him going into a bar and actually the last scene is that <laughs> scene ending. And yes, he does also go into a bar. Because yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> they get busy with it. Yeah. <laughs> they get they get the business. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's like the whole episode is essentially one scene because it's just them at the bar talking and it ends with them finishing their conversation. Mm. But that's split up between all these different periods of time between their relationship. Because he, he tells her, like, listen, we're meeting at this bar today, but tomorrow we're going to go out for dinner. Two weeks from now, I'm going to get my new body. Yep. Uh, we're going to have kids. And she's like, I don't want kids, so... Well, I mean, they have they don't have kids, but yeah, they like, adopt. Well, they're adopt- he, so, he, yeah. he plays it coy with the wording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't tell her the whole story just right. enough to keep her interested. Yep. She's like, well, I hate kids. And then she like breaks the egg open in his beer <laughs> yeah. and then he chugs it, which is a thing apparently, but it yeah. sounds disgusting. Oh, people do that. People drink hangovers. beer with eggs in it? Oh, yeah. It, sounds it's gross. like a frat thing. I think they do it in Animal House. I think it's better without the egg. That sounds well, gross yeah, to me. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> just an opinion. Or I, I'll take the egg by itself, too. Yeah, uh, if you cook, cook it, together. yeah, please cook it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a, a protein hog. We're not Rocky. I'm not lifting. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, the episode is c- cut between these different time periods, and um, he's kind of trying to prove to her that he is Doctor Manhattan, but also like not totally prove it to her because he says like I want you to agree to go out to dinner with me without yeah, dude. with a little bit of doubt. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan, that's a mad game. Like he, he oh yeah, he played that so well. <laughs> well, he's like borderline a god too. I was yeah, like, like, I don't want to be too fair. easy. The yeah. odds are stacked against her. Right. Like he could get any. Any girl he wants. Yeah, he's like, trying to challenge just, himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, I want you to fall in love with me without like because not because Free of will. A god. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so we get a whole backstory of their relationship and a really really cool scene which I liked because the visuals are just awesome. Yeah. Um, where Doctor Manhattan goes back because he gets in a fight with Angela because Angela is struggling to like understand his concept of time. And uh, so uh, Doctor Manhattan leaves for a little bit and he's like teleports away and, and uh, we see him in Antarctica. And uh, it pans up, and he's in Adrian Veidt's fortress. Mm-hmm. And uh, we even see like the, a shattered window in the back from like when he was a giant and like smashed the window to get a uh, Veidt. Yep. From the end of Watchmen. Yeah, which it's is a great. cool little Easter egg. Um. So yeah. So Veidt is still in his uh, Antarctica base. He hasn't left. He's just chilling there watching TV on his lazy <laughs> boy, and he's just shaking his head. He's like, "I give him, I gave him every chance." Yeah, it's just like, that's not must, how they're. It should be done. Yeah. Why must they build their bombs? Yeah. And so John has essentially showed up to Veidt because he wants a device that will let him forget who he is. He wants to live life as a normal man invites uh even as a cool line he's like oh john i invented that device 33 years ago like yep. to mirror his final line and more one of his final lines in watchmen yeah um and we also get confirmation that he's the one doing these squid falls fight is yep um because we see Vite like while he's talking to john he's like oh i have something to take care of and then he like, yeah. turns on this machine and it puts a bunch of squids through a portal yep and drops them like rain uh, on in different cities he's like what are you doing he's like i'm maintaining world peace <laughs> <laughs> you someone know, has to do it it's the a day. dirty job <laughs> yeah so like this is a great episode for adrian Vite as well cuz you get a lot of answers there oh yeah and i i, I even like it too cuz his haircut's different in this one too he yep. looks a lot like Vite from the comic oh, yeah. he's got that like uh, i don't know what you call it like on his bangs, like yeah. the colic or whatever. Or yeah, the... he's got like the bang yeah. that like uh, f- like goes over the top, like sweeps over his head. It looks a lot like the comic version, like a younger version almost. Yep. And so he builds this thing for for John, and then this is also where we learn more about what's been going on with Adrian Veidt in modern day too, because John explains to uh, Angela where he went after the events of Watchmen. Yeah. Which I think is is really fascinating. Yep. 
because he says like, well, after all this, like I couldn't remain on earth. I wanted to leave for something less complicated. I wanted to create life, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we talked about last time. Where yep. That's exactly what, what, what uh, John said at the end of that issue. Yeah, exactly. So he goes to this moon of Europa and creates life, like literally like yeah, the story a, of God. It's yeah. a moon of Jupiter. <laughs> and they kind of go into his childhood too and explain why he's kind of obsessed with Genesis and all that. Yeah, like, Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah, he catches those two people having sex and then yeah. the first Adam and Eve he makes are those two people right because like yeah they're mere copies of those two people that he saw yeah because mm-hmm. he was raised jewish and these two people that you mentioned uh like basically raised and i guess converted him essentially yeah he, they took them in when they fled germany yeah um and so he creates them in the image of these two people he knew in germany and you find out it's the two clones that adrian voigt's been like living with and like recreating and cloning over and over yep. so it, it all ties back in with that and then you finally find out where the hell Vite is yeah he's because he sent Vite to there he's like because he's like i'm sick of being god over these over these people. yeah it's such a it's so cool how that lines up because john's like it's like I have this place. Like there are these people that yep. all they want to do is just worship someone. Yeah, like would you love. would you be interested in something like that? And Vite's eyes are just lit the hell up. <laughs> like, like my God, cry. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's all I've ever wanted. Is it Christmas? <laughs> and that goes poorly, clearly, because yeah, then he right. starts launching them into the sky. Like yeah. he's like, "Fuck you guys! You're like ants. I can just kill you and stop right. on you. Do whatever I yeah, want." Yeah, because John's like, like I I created a better world where like people care for others other than themselves. Like it's a paradox. <laughs> Dice and then Vite just and you send Adrian Vite there. Come right. on, man. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's like you you want to send like uh, the main kid from Toy Story, but you ended up sending Sid. Yeah, right. <laughs> you sent the psychopath. <laughs> And so we mentioned, too, that Vite has been flinging these bodies into space. Yeah. And we do actually see, too, that he's flinging them onto a different, either a different side of the moon or a different, like, uh, moon of Euro, of Jupiter. Yep. But he's spelling out this message in body parts for this satellite that's swinging by. Yeah. Saying, save me, D. And that's all we see of it. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's right. So yep. at first, at least leading up to this, I've been assuming it's save me, Dr. Doctor, Manhattan. Yeah. That's what I've been assuming. But if he's waiting for a satellite... Why would he need Dr. Manhattan to need like he doesn't need a satellite from right. Manhattan to see yeah. that? Exactly. So my theory is And that like and oh no, I guess that he wouldn't think that Dr. Manhattan would know where he is because he thinks that he would still have the amnesia. Well, doc, he knows Dr. Manhattan. Well, yes, he doesn't know that Dr. Manhattan's free. Which, of that's kind of an oversight on Vite's part. Like, Well, Vite doesn't want to leave ever, I don't think. I know, but he should have thought about, like, okay, what if this isn't what I <laughs> have think an, it is? Have an escape plan? You should have a contingency <laughs> yeah. plan. Yeah. I mean, he had a contingency plan with that device they put in his head, too. Well, no, because literally the only the, your only way off that planet is a guy you're about to give an amnesia ring to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, this is but, endgame. But he can come back in emergency situations, too, which is Only if I Angela think. does it. Yeah, yeah Angela yeah. is the only one. And it happened can. once before. Right. Yeah. And, well, he does mention, too, that uh, Dr. Manhattan might use his powers as a reflex, reflex in life situations. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is what happened the night of the White Knight. Yeah, when so, it, right. and we don't see attack. the scene which I really wanted to see of like the the Rorschach guy just being like <laughs> they they show it they show when it's about to happen and then they just kind of have a noise like a ring and then oh, it just okay. cuts back to modern day. Yeah, so that guy got Manhattan. Yeah, he got vaporized. Which I'm c- curious how the, how Angela covered that up. Like does he had, she had to like sweep up the his guts? body was probably just <laughs> right. gone. Yeah. He was probably just like oh yeah maybe he like teleported yeah. into a volcano yeah. or something yeah. 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 Um, but that's kind of where we this episode ends in modern day because uh, she smashes his head and she's like, "We're fucked. Like yeah. we, we need help, baby. Like I need your help." 
uh, there's the Seventh Cavalry members outside, and they're about to like fuck shit up. Yeah, they're, they're trying loading to up. You. Yeah, they're loading up a freaking what is a tachyon cannon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the and the way Doctor Manhattan sees time, like he's just like making pancakes and relaxing. Yeah. yeah. But but she's like, no, I gotta save you. Like, what are you doing? He takes the kids away too. That's pretty important because she's like, oh my god. He, yeah. That, that was good on him. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was some good foresight. He teleports them to the headquarters. I, I love when she loses yeah. his shit, her shit at that though, because that's hilarious. Because I would totally be the same way. I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. you just took the, where, what? What? Like, just the kids she, are gone. She's now. like, Qu- get off the pool. I need your help. Yeah, yeah just starts walking on the pool. <laughs> um, and then because he's just trying, he basically knows that there's no way that he's going to escape this, so he's just kind of like relaxing. Well, and then Angela, that you know, she's he's telling her that he talked to her, like her grandfather, like everything slowly coming. Oh, that's back an important to him. thing too. Yeah. yeah, so he's telling her that he's talking to like her grandfather, and like he's saying that, um, that you know, like he his granddaughter's gonna be in Tulsa like during this time and like I'm gonna need you to look after these kids at the, at like this moment and so then he tells Angela that she's taught she's like are you talking to him right now Angela he's like a- ask him like how did you know Judd was a member of Cyclops how did you know about the clan robe in his closet and yeah then, uh the Hooded Justice is like I didn't know yeah it's like who's Judd Crawford yep. yeah so it's, like, it's yeah so that's the paradox is like which yeah. came first the chicken or the egg yeah so she's like did I start all this like is it my fault which it seems like it is. And there's a lot of that in this comic too, like Josh you mentioned with like her falling in love with him. Yeah, yeah. The show. I don't like if she didn't fall in love with him, then he never would have been interested in her in the first place in that bar and then they would have right. never had a conversation and it's just it's like a self-fulfilling so, uh, prophecy. Every it's, part it's of this weird. is a paradox. Yeah, but that's yeah. how Dr. Manhattan experiences time if it all happens at once and it's all always happening at once. I was going to say for a guy that doesn't like paradoxes, he sure falls into a lot of them. Uh, and that's kind of where we leave the episode. It's just this really like kind of like emotional, really great uh, scene where like Angela's taking on all the 7th Cavalry members by herself. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Dr. John shows up. Dr. Manhattan shows up and there's this great music and he's just like popping heads yeah. and he's like boom, boom and you're like, "Oh shit, like maybe they did change things." Yeah, so it looks all calm and Angela does like the one thing no one should ever do in a show like this she's like we did it we won and then immediately a dude comes up on the cannon yep. and, and zaps Dr. Manhattan and he's like yep. I'm sorry and then gets captured and gets zapped by yeah. the cannon and yeah. that's, that's where we leave it so yep. Dr. Manhattan's been taken by the 7th Cavalry we don't know where Wade is the looking glass he's a uh, rogue at this point maybe yeah. acting against I the 7th Cavalry I hope he shows up good. in the yeah, next episode but, uh, yeah. oh I'm sure he, he will definitely this is the will. I'm excited he's probably my favorite character out of yeah, all yeah looking glass is great I mean I, I also really like um, um, their version of Dr. Manhattan. I think he's... This version of Dr. Manhattan it's is awesome. such an improvement from the, the Doomsday Clock. Oh, my God, yeah. Because this version and uh, this version of Doomsday Clock, and we'll talk about this more next week, because Dr. Manhattan's actually Isn't in those it? issues. Yeah. But this version of Dr. Manhattan has, like, humanity, which is where his story should be going exactly. after the end of Watchmen. Because in Watchmen, he starts out as this cold, like, you know... Calculated. Yeah, yeah. but then at the end, he kind of realized that human life is a miracle, yeah. and he changes. Like, his story should keep developing. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and, they, he kind of just ditched his whole arc. Right. And so in Doomsday Clock, he just kind of goes back to being, like, typical Manhattan and just yep. kind of being uncaring and experimenting with stuff. Yeah. But this is him kind of just being like, maybe I should just, like, you know, live in love. And yeah, it's yeah. almost him, like, trying to dabble in humanity. Right. Just kind of, like, dip his toes in. Exactly. So that I really like this take on, on where John's story went. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it set up a lot of stuff. And, like, their Hooded Justice take was great. And, like, and like their two new characters, Looking Glass and Sister Knight, are, like, yep. fantastic. So I swear we better get get an answer to lube man oh we, we well, lube man will show up. he'll save the maybe day. that's the next episode it's his it's back the finale story. yeah well, right and lube we still man. don't know what that thing was that crashed into the yard that lady true purchased and we still don't know what the millennium clock does yeah true and i i, I want to say it's gonna be something with vite. No, i want to say it's gonna be something with vite or something with 
like Doc Manhattan, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But we'll find out because we're we're literally about to probably go watch this episode. Like yeah, as soon as we, we're done recording, literally yeah. airs in like forty five. Well, minutes. I'm gonna eat. And yeah, then I I'll eat watch. food. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's all let's all go eat, and then and then we'll. What do you guys want to go get to? What do you, what, do you, what should we eat? Well, you already said Chinese, but I had. I, like I want to get ago. Chinese food, but do you, do you think they're gonna think you're weird if you get Chinese two days in a row? I mean, they're gonna come to the same house anyway. <laughs> they turned this off like two minutes ago when we yeah, started right. talking about. What food. They don't care about our food. Yeah. <laughs> they might like our podcast. Maybe we should have the delivery guy on the podcast, right? Special guest. Well, you know what? If you're a special, if you're a delivery guy and you like comic books, let us know because maybe we'll order food and we'll let you on the podcast. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Only if yeah. you get it to us for free. Uh, but that brings us to the end of what we're going to be talking about uh, this week. Next week, we'll be wrapping up Doomsday Clock. We're going to talk about the next six issues yep. uh, because the final uh, issue of that actually comes out from this recording comes out on Monday. So the final issue will come out two days after this episode comes out. Okay. So we'll be able to read that final issue and then talk about it and talk about the whole book as a complete thing. Because gotcha. l- luckily, both of these uh, Watchmen sequels ended up ending the same week, which is bizarre. Hmm. Um, but it ended up happening that way. Due yeah, to, I know that's some a, weird, a tiny thermodynamic miracle. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but you'll, yeah, uh, Josh, you'll be with us next week as well, right? Uh, for the oh, next yeah. six oh, issues. Yeah. Oh, great. You'll be joining us for all the great. Watchmen stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> just great. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. 